0: What's up guys, welcome back to course radio underground. This is an episode that originally aired on our YouTube channel. If you want to catch the video version, you can go over to the science fictionary channel and catch it on YouTube. Otherwise, uh, if you're looking for the audio only version here, it is, uh, there might be a couple of places I don't tend to edit these. So there might be a couple places where there was something visual on screen, uh, that of course you won't be able to see, but. You know, there's only a couple of spots, so don't worry too much about it. Enjoy the episode, and may the Force be with you. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to Coruscant Radio Underground. I got confused there because I couldn't hear my intro music because I don't have the headphones on, but yeah. I guess since we don't have a guest tonight, I don't I don't need them. We're going to give everybody a minute to uh, trickle in here because uh, I think some of the, the promo stuff that went out today might have had the wrong time on it, That's has us starting an hour from now. Oh, which is actually uh, DJ from the Red Five Network will actually be going live okay. at seven. So we're gonna do our best to wrap up. So we don't wanna take too long to get started. We'll give it a minute to see if uh if anybody trickles into the chat here. Uh, DJ's actually here. Hey man, welcome. How's uh, it going? and we'll we'll be sure as we wrap up this evening to uh plug what you've got coming up at you're at seven, correct? Um we want to want to plug that on our way out, um, especially since y'all just put that up. Amanda has joined us in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Um, people starting to trickle in. Uh, our our new friend Andrew um, has joined the chat.
1: Yeah, got to keep got to keep the Andrew count up.
0: Yeah, you got to keep your you got to have a high Andrew count. It's
1: kind of <laughs> like midi chlorians. But
0: uh, so while we wait, just a second here. You go.
1: It's impressive.
0: Very much so.
1: Yeah, charles liked around, it she's been getting around oh come on I and to-
0: kathleen kennedy's still out there flying through space somewhere hmm it's a star wars canon.
1: yeah that that tracks
0: <laughs> all right so um uh jt's actually i don't know if jt's ever joined our chat before but welcome uh thanks incredible. for stopping by it's
1: like like face mary Puppins. <laughs> wow charles oh, wow.
0: <laughs> i'm so ready for cornetto trilogy uh cornetto trilogy trivia with uh with charles that's coming up real soon we got to set a date we're still looking for one more to play so okay. if anybody in the chat knows anybody that might want in on some cornetto trilogy trivia which if you're not aware is Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and the world's end um, it's now canon that KK is canon, yes, yes,
1: literally. <laughs> yep.
0: KK has been fired out of the Star Wars canon, yeah, it all works, yeah. <laughs> all right, so, uh, as always, this time it's not our fault that we're covering. Oh, uh, before I really get going here, I just want to give a uh, give a uh, an announcement that if we just suddenly disappear from this stream, it's raining for the first time in three months, and a tree already fell on a house down the street.
1: True.
0: And so I don't know, it's not that bad out, but uh just if we the power already flickered off one so just if we do yeah. disappear we will try to come back uh, it'll obviously i guess have to be a different stream although i'm not totally sure how the stream labs talk studio app handles that it might let us come right back in um but we'll we'll see what happens hopefully we won't have to deal with that um and if you're new here which everybody here looks like they're they're pretty much aware of what we do but this will be all spoilers so if you for some reason haven't watched Ahsoka yet, um, if you don't care about spoilers, stick around, but otherwise we're gonna spoil it all.
1: All the things, yeah.
0: So uh all right. So I guess we'll jump right in and get going since what was that? No. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't answer that phone call right now. Nope. Um mm-hmm. So uh, so uh, ah- Ahsoka episodes one and two, we normally don't like to cover two episodes at once. It happens sometimes. Uh, it This is basically like covering, you know, it's a, it's a movie length. Yeah. You know, 50, 57 mm-hmm. minutes and 44 minutes. So um, not a lot of movies that length made today, but they That's used true. to all be that
1: length. Yeah. Some um, really great ones made that length.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just to start us off, I, I've got like four pages of notes here. I don't usually make notes. We're going to see how that works out. But overall, just initially, initial thoughts. What did you think about the episode?
1: I really enjoyed the episode. Um, so the first time I watched, you know, um, some of the some of the other series, I was I kind of got done with it, and I was like y'all like it better the second time um and and some of them i did but this one i really enjoyed um this one i really enjoyed uh the first time and you know it i may find more things to pick apart about it the more i watch it but the initial watch through i really enjoyed. i mean
0: i don't think it's i don't think it's like a perfect series like you mm-hmm. know perfect episodes i mean they're, they're pretty good uh jt as far as your uh thank you for subscribing and uh as far as the the you know, getting stabbed with the saber. Uh, first, it wasn't to the chest. It's to the side.
1: I mean, Darth Maul got cut in half. Uh,
0: exactly. Like I mean, <laughs> We have people that d- <laughs> took a lot <laughs> worse damage that, that came back. So I, I'm not that worried. It's a fantasy story. Yeah. I'm not that worried about it's it. It's like,
1: I was like, eh, like, uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. But again, like I said, they cut Darth Maul in half and then brought it back. So it's like, definitely not a, yeah. definitely not. Too much, uh, too much more outlandish than a spider leg, Darth Maul. <laughs> that was, the, I'd have to say, not my favorite thing that Star Wars has ever. You know,
0: done. The, that's the funny thing about the Darth Maul character is they brought him back, and I love what Filoni did with the character. Eventually, In, inc- incredible character development with Maul, but yeah, it never made sense to bring him back.
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah. poor old forest ghost qui-gon still
0: hanging around somewhere well yeah i think qui-gon probably had to lay there for a little bit before anybody could have helped him anyway so i don't know i'm not that worried about it people (laughs) survive all kinds of stupid stuff i mean you look in real life and find people surviving with like you know giant spikes stuck through their head i'm not you know yeah, people that take bullets to the head and <laughs> walk away from it so I, i'm not that uh yeah I, you know i'm not that worried about it but yeah force ghost uh qui-gon did get screwed
1: yeah poor qui-gon i mean i guess you know that the, the story needed him to die so no, it,
0: yeah i mean yeah. That, and that's what it's all about it, it's qui-gon yeah. had to die it was the, a literal duel of the fates right um, for Anakin's destiny, mm-hmm. uh, which destiny is an interesting uh, topic that we're going to get pretty heavily into tonight, yeah. because yeah. Uh, I think that's right now maybe the theme of this show. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I I do think that kind of bringing up Qui Gon even you know in a ha ha kind of way, it and I think Qui Gon is still relevant to this story. I think Ahsoka is much more of a more like Qui Gon than anybody else in Star Wars. Um, really, you know, she's she's not like Obi-Wan. No. And she's not like like there are definitely ways that she was like Anakin, but more than anybody else, she's like Qui-Gon. You know, she's she's gonna do things her own way. Are you saying Qui-Gon created Vader? So I think I mean that, I think
0: I think you could say from a certain point of view, yes. Or that I think it's Qui-Gon's his, it's, death. But it's Qui-Gon's death. I mean, and, and Lucas and Volonia have both talked about this that that the whole duel of the fates concept is literally these two people fighting for the future of this character of Anakin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Qui-Gon didn't create it, but by Qui-Gon losing, you know, it it occurred. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So so it's
0: this idea that if Qui-Gon never dies, then Anakin doesn't turn.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I think that that's kind of that's kind of yeah. how I've always felt about it. Um, you know, not that not that Obi Wan doesn't have some good qualities, but Obi Wan is not pre- he he's not prepared for for what he takes on in Anakin Skywalker. No, he 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 wasn't, and he knew he wasn't. Right. Um, but he did it for his master. Right. In
0: fact, he was totally against it. Right. Um, which you would, might would say was a bad place to start.
1: Yeah, that's true it's very true. Oh, but anyway, so now that we've kind of laid some Jedi groundwork on to the Jedi or not so Jedi topic of this particular
0: Yeah, show. so there yeah, there's a lot going on and I do mm-hmm. think this one is uh is doing something that's needed to happen for a while. Uh, not that Feloni hasn't done some of it and the video games have actually even going all the way back to Knights of the Old Republic have probably done more for this. Than anything else, which is expanding, um, who our force users are in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, the the because I think people are too quick to forget. It's like, oh, a force user are they a Jedi or a Sith? Right. It's like those are religions. Right. It's like, are those Baptists or Methodists? It's like, no, right. they're Catholics.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they, the and same. that's the thing because we which are getting which looks the same and, from the outside.
0: Right. But we are dealing with. I think I think that's the analogy because I think what mm-hmm. we're starting to deal with is older forms of force use, yeah. uh, which I think is what we see they're exhibited
1: neither. by the Greek the orthodox.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the Knight Sisters. We have yeah. the Knight Sisters, and mm-hmm. I think that what we're hinting at is that the 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 way they're using the Force is an older, uh, more ancient way of using the Force,
1: more primal, maybe. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Lots of dealing with other religions. I think that. Yeah.
0: Which is not work. We're working on a big episode coming up uh, yeah. that's going to pretty much just uh, re- revolve pretty heavily around the religion of what's well, going to start with Star Wars, which is why we're going to do it on Coruscant Radio. But mm-hmm. uh, the idea of clear cut good versus evil and uh, in, in its current place in, in modern storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the push is to push everything away, kind of the postmodern uh, concept that has infiltrated a lot of culture today is this idea that, oh, not nothing's really bad and nothing's really good. It's all just, it's mm-hmm. all the same. Um, it's gray. Yeah, um, that, That's the idea that has really um, overwhelmed modern culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Nick's composing over here. <laughs> you're gonna send that to cam and uh get us get us a a, a new um theme yeah <laughs> um oh my goodness let's see you got
0: a question here by the way speaking of kotor do you think it could be the Ricotta area of space that thrawn is in um we're gonna touch on that in a minute i'm gonna since i have notes i'm gonna try to stay at least partially in order but yes i think um i think i don't know i think i wrote down five or maybe even six different races that we know Mm -hmm. that we could be dealing with um and then some of them i don't really think it is but i think they're worth mentioning um kind of as we deal with things outside of our known galaxy right um so where were we before I took that question? Oh, I just wanted to ask, like, what did you think? Like, we we have some brand new characters. Mm-hmm. We have some characters that we've known, but they've got new, new actors portraying. Mm-hmm. Right, and then we've got we've got a couple of characters that are returning from animation, actually carried over by their original voice actors. Not many. No, but but Hu Yang, who's playing a pretty big role in this, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. is playing a... a Did per-
1: David Tennant always voice Hu Yang?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. So David Tennant, um, I don't know who it was I saw. It might have even been Nick. If it's not, then it should have been. But uh, somebody said, forgive me if I refer to him as Dr. Hu Yang. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: But um, him and, and Clancy Brown, who's now got two live-action Star Wars characters,
1: clancy brown is
0: uh azadi um okay he's now the let's see uh writer azadi uh you know played by clancy brown he also played the deveronian in season uh i guess season one and two of the mandalorian
1: okay well that's cool
0: um so it's cool seeing seeing him in there he's a he's a fun actor Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool to see him as writer Azadi as because honestly, I don't know who else you would have brought in to play it. I mean, they designed the character on Clancy yeah. Brown. Um, well, what did you think? So our characters that got new actors, so that we've that we haven't seen before. That that's mm-hmm. going to be Hera and Sabine mm-hmm. and and Ezra.
1: Yeah, and I thought now, um, we really only got a hologram of Ezra. Yeah. Um, I I don't, did, I'm going
0: to be honest. I don't know how much Ezra we're getting in this.
1: Yeah. So the, I
0: think what this is, we got to remember, this is a setup for a movie.
1: Right. Uh, so the weird thing about Ezra was, I feel like the hologram supposed to be like several years old. I think he hologram- looks too old in that hologram, I think. Well, but I mean, that's just a little bit of a nitpick.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe, but it's it's also the challenge of moving him from, from animation to yeah, to live yeah. action, and you got this actor. So unless you're going to go hire multiple actors or spend the money to de-age somebody, or yeah, yeah, you know, and the thing is, these characters—he was a kid when they found him, but he never aged in the cartoon. So, and he got—I mean, they changed hair,
1: yeah,
0: but like there was no—I mean, so I don't know how much it doesn't bother me. I mean, I certainly see the yeah the argument for it. We also didn't get a real good, clear look, I and mean, that's
1: true. I mean, it's a hologram, so it's only ever going to be so clear. I did really um, think that the the portrayals for Hera and um, Sabine were excellent, I really thought that I thought they did a good job. Um, I didn't it it didn't throw me the the transition between the live action characters and the or the the animated characters and the live action characters didn't yeah, throw at me. So. Hera
0: was the one I was skeptical of. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the casting for Sabine is, is picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ubaldo, thank you for uh, joining us uh, in the chat over here. Um, pretty good crowd coming through tonight. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so I, I think that I, I, had, I didn't have any doubts, and I had kind of heard that she was kind of a uh, show stealer. Yeah. um and, and so far she's been very good. I, I think she's been a very interesting character. Uh, but the, but uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead did a fantastic job with Hera yeah
1: um
0: Hera looks like Hera it seems like Hera and of course you know
1: okay. and it really
0: once you got to deal with her dealing with Chopper mm-hmm. it felt like it felt like Hera mm-hmm. So and I, and I love how she's because she was always kind of the mom of the group mm-hmm. but she's grown even more. And we didn't have to see it to feel that she's really because she, you know, she's a general now. Like she right. has has grown and, and she has
1: real authority. She doesn't yeah. and she just, carries it. It, it. It's
0: it's the she carries the weight of authority well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Well, I, after the weekend has joined us in the chat. I'm not sure, not sure they've ever joined us in the chat either. So uh thanks for uh thanks for popping in. But yeah, so I like the two characters. Ezra, we don't know that much about. I, I don't. We'll find out at some point. I'm still skeptical of how much. I think somebody. I saw somebody say. I think it was Amanda said that Ezra will be in episode five or six. Yeah, yeah I don't, but, I don't that think that we seems... get to Ezra too quick. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that that's correct. I, I don't think we're going to get there super fast, and I don't want to. I don't want them to rush. I, one of the things I love about this show is how deliberate it is. Mm -hmm. It's taking its time and telling its story where I really with Marvel and star Wars stuff, I feel like one of the biggest problems in both the way they're edited and probably the way they're written is that we're just rushing from story point to story point. Mm -hmm. And I love how we're spending the time to, to look at the scenery to Mm -hmm. see, I mean um, we're, we're getting, I mean, the, the big shots, the wide shots were awesome. Mm -hmm. the, the technology with the volume, I don't know how much of its volume and half of it, how much of it is something else,
1: but that's it's, good
0: though. it's, it feels obviously if that's what it is, they've moved it to a bigger stage. It's bigger. It's, it's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. you know, bringing LaFalle to life. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's the cartoon come to
1: life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, that it doesn't always work out so well, but it seems to be really working well here Yeah, so far so I'm t- oh see opportunity missed yep i'll have to try to figure out who it was that said that um
0: so n- new characters the characters i'm particularly excited about for this series i mean I, i'm excited about all of our characters but these these are big ones uh Bailin skull and shin hathi right um the uh Shin Hathi character, great, great screen presence. Yes. Well, they both do. Yeah. Um, they they really just have a presence and kind of dominate the screen when they're on it.
1: Um, and you know, it's it's not always easy. I mean, especially for a fairly physically unimposing little blonde woman. Um, you know, that's not the sort of character that people are like, ah. Intimidating, right. you know, like, and I don't even—it's like it's if I n- bounce onto a, you know, yeah. nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, she looks scary," you know, yeah. like no matter and how much I don't much even I- know that it's just glare. intimidating.
0: Is she just kind of carries an air of of power, and it's yeah, um, and it's not—we've just let her be that character too, and it's one of the things, and I know this is the big, mm-hmm. you know, big argument that people get into is, uh, you know, the 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 strong female character like so far she's a strong female character i think the way they should be done like we didn't have to like make any like pointed gestures of you know and say out loud oh she's a strong powerful woman like we didn't do that we just let her be cool
1: so far uh you know the show's done well he's never really been
0: guilty of that kind of stuff and felonnie's done you know for all the trying that other people have done to put strong female characters in Star Wars, feloni has been doing it
1: for years. I always feel a little like... Took, I always feel a little talked down to when they're like, see, this woman's impressive. I'm like, what, cause we're too dumb to tell? <laughs> I don't enjoy that.
0: Yeah, no. No, uh, that's the thing. And that's what we've said all along, is if you have to say, you know, this character is this thing, then maybe you didn't portray it well.
1: It's like, I always feel like characters are like, she's so beautiful. And it's like, she's usually just not, you just have, you be like, <laughs> okay, like that's the story. She's so beautiful. Carry on, you know? Right. Um, so I prefer to uh, show and not tell.
0: So, um, we're going to get into some kind of like religious themes and, and themes of destiny, but we don't know exactly what these two characters are yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we got, um, Felony a few weeks or a couple months ago, talking about the orange lightsabers.
1: Mm, Okay,
0: and so basically, he was talking about when when the original movies came out,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Vader's lightsaber would kind of pulse between a red and an orangish red.
1: Interesting, and
0: that it was a way specifically of kind of communicating specifically to to kids of giving this idea: there's something there's something different. Mm -hmm. It it's changing. It's not quite it's not quite red. Hmm. And so that's what Falone's trying to communicate here is that these aren't just Sith, they're not just pure evil. They're not you know, this isn't the new Palpatine. This right. this is something different. Right. And that maybe their fate's not decided yet. They
1: really just feel like mercenaries to me more than well, I mean that's a hundred
0: percent what they are at this point, but I'm Although they're they're clearly working towards a goal. They're working with Morgan Elsbeth, but they're after power. I mean, he already says that. And mm-hmm. what that means, we don't know. Right. And it may be that what he thinks he's going to find isn't what he thinks he's going to find. Yeah, that's fair. but But uh, I find that the, the names, now, of course, this might just be because Filoni really likes wolves. Right. But the last names of the characters is Skull and Hathi. School and, H- and Hathi are uh, from North mythology. They're two wolves. They're the sons of Fenrir, the the wolf who will consume right, the world. Right,
1: who is, in turn, the son of Loki, right?
0: Yes. Uh, but the wolf that will consume the world at Ragnarok. Well, so these two wolves in North mythology, they chase the sun and they chase the moon through the sky every day. Mm-hmm. And... And the, you know, but it's just endless. They can't catch them. Right. But at Ragnarok, they will finally catch the sun and moon snuffing out light.
1: So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not so sure. how much should we read into this? Well,
0: but if, if it was anybody In- else, I would say, oh, it's just names. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's felony. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's totally accurate. Not that I think we're going to see light snuffed out. But maybe that is, maybe that's their purpose.
1: maybe Maybe that's their intent their plan their scheme
0: um so yeah the the two wolves is like i said it might be i might be reading too much into it it might just be because filoni really likes wolves
1: yeah (laughs) i do feel like we have a really interesting um dichotomy of not a jedi going on with between ahsoka well that's one of the things i wanted to
0: talk about and, and i wanted to ask what you think about that um so we're we're kind of getting. It's obviously an echo of Ahsoka's "I am no Jedi,"
1: right? Um,
0: and we're, um, you know, so they the, you know he announces we are no Jedi. We're mm-hmm. we're definitely meant to tie those two things together. Yeah. But to what to to what point? What what is what do you think the point is? I mean, I have ideas, but I want to hear your. I
1: mean, I I feel like kind of what. They're really throwing out there is that, like we we clearly know we know what a Jedi is, right? We know what a Jedi believes, we know what a Jedi stands for. We know what a Jedi does, most specifically because Ahsoka still believes and stands for most of those things, but she doesn't do all of the Jedi things anymore.
0: Well, and she doesn't, and we also so there's two things, and we'll go ahead and touch on this. Uh, because Daniel, Daniel, who used to be on the show, I had a long conversation with him yesterday on the phone. And if I would recorded it, it would have been a full length episode of this show. <laughs> um, but we talked about, so we have the scene, we close episode two on scene of Ahsoka mm-hmm. picking Sabine up from Fall. Right. That is a mirror image of... Of the final scene from
1: Rebels, even some of the like same shots and everything.
0: No, it's 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 almost identical. Yeah, to the point where we were having a conversation of is it the same scene, mm-hmm. or is it a starting over? Like right. we started here once, it didn't go real good,
1: right? And now
0: well? we're starting over from this. We're, we know
1: I like that a little better, honestly. I
0: do too, and I think so. I think so. I think we end Rebels on this really hopeful. Mm -hmm. No, we have Ahsoka's sort of Gandalf the White moment. Mm -hmm. So she comes back, she's dressed all in the white robes, carrying staff. Uh, As everybody knows, Filoni's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was very much intentionally Mm -hmm. sort of a Gandalf. He had even done drawings of Ahsoka and Gandalf together. Yeah. So... This I'm um, this time I'm I'm feeling like Ahsoka or H- Ahsoka has lost a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. I think we we that was a really hopeful moment and that's what she represents there. But when right. she comes back this time, she's in the dull brown robes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's the same same scene. I think it's just a new beginning yeah. to this story. It's like it didn't work, we're gonna try again.
1: Yeah, but I do think. You know, in spite of the fact that she's she's older and she's lost some of her optimism, I think that fundamentally she still she still believes like a Jedi, you know. And I think that her "I'm not she a Jedi" does, means but, but I she, don't follow the rituals. She
0: does, but maybe it's maybe it's starting. She to, believes
1: in the light side.
0: She does, but maybe she's drifting a little bit from what the Jedi are.
1: Hmm. And that's um, possible. Because we see
0: the moment where she tells Hugh Yang that, you know, how she got the information from Morgan Elsbeth. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and she's, you know, basically not the way a Jedi would have done it. Yeah. And and so I think that's the conversation. Hello, Nicole. Thanks for joining us. But I think that's the um, conversation with the, with the two sides of
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a Jedi and we are mm-hmm. no Jedi, is that they've been willing to go far farther than her so far. Yeah. But maybe it's a challenge of if I don't stop and turn around, then this is where I risk going.
1: You think, so you think, cause I kind of view them as a little more of a contrast. Like they're, mm. they're the dark side of not a, a Jedi. She's the light side of not a Jedi.
0: Right. But I, I think that's the threat, right? Like, well, I mean, that's always a threat if you leave and then you continue to drift from your beliefs They've just drifted he's just Balin has just drifted a little further than Ahsoka.
1: I mean, that's probably fair. And so although it does one does wonder if he, he doesn't really seem to believe in anything anymore. Ahsoka believes still in freedom. She believes in
0: No, but well, I would say that, but like the, they're aligning themselves with I mean, the Night Sisters are decidedly a user of the dark side magic uh-huh. of the force. Yeah um he, and he's looking for Thrawn. he's aligned himself more with the empire he, mm-hmm. he's not a sith he's not a he's not a religious zealot yeah but he has moved i think it's an indication of how far from the order he's moved and yes i don't think he's a jedi or a sith i'm not saying and i think that's important to what we're talking about but mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing some people who you know the the the, the night sisters there's not many left Right. The the wizard, mean, we've we got an inquisitor. The, there's not many, you know, we, we don't keep know how thinking many. Of all those. the
1: night sisters and the inquisitors are gone. <laughs> there's well, like, oh, the, except that right. one. But
0: it's an echo of the Jedi, right? We flipped the script mm-hmm. on that, and now the Jedi sh- you know should be beginning to come back and the others disappearing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I think that they're still I mean, there's still force user. He still like cares, like he doesn't want to
1: kill Ahsoka. Right. Like, so it's kind of hard to tell what he is. He's he's not killing a a room full of younglings just for the heck of it, right? For example, um, so
0: talking about Ahsoka and how she's not a Jedi, did you notice how she's referred to in the crawl? I didn't know former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tano.
1: Hmm,
0: so I did want to touch on that real quick.
1: Former Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did we ever see her become a Jedi Knight?
0: Well, we never see her knighted per se.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, we we do. I think so. So what I have here, let's see. Uh, she. So there are five parts of the the Jedi trial: the trial of skill, trial of courage, trials of the flesh, trial of spirit, and trial of insight. But the Council had the ability to basically, instead of administering those tests to accept a really trying mission in its place, that's what we saw happen with Kanan. Right. So I think it's that that those moments in the last season of Clone Wars that we got to come back, I think yeah. that we're calling that her trial. Her trial. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, you know, it's... so. So we're going to have this whole thing of, you know... Her saying, you know, whether she's a Jedi or not, yeah, uh, she was never knighted, we never saw it. Um, I don't think that matters. I, I think that feloni Faloni's not an idiot, Faloni did that on purpose. I mean, this is yeah. his character. Um,
1: but I mean, I think that it's also significant that it's not something we see, so I, I wonder why. I, like, well, they, there
0: are several things so far in this show
1: mm-hmm, that, that we haven't seen. Right,
0: and I think we will because that's the way mm-hmm. Filoni tells stories. Yeah, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get there. But I'm yeah. fine with not knowing right now. But yeah, um,
1: but also former Jedi Knight.
0: Well, she's no Jedi, so she's well. But
1: she had already said she was no Jedi whenever she left the order.
0: Yeah. So well, but she had. She didn't initially say that when she left the order. Okay. Oh, because you said that
1: in Rebels. That's the Rebels line, okay.
0: Yeah, that takes place a while later. Yeah. So she has a lot going on before that moment.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out. So this is an interesting question. Um, Any, You think there's any chance we see any interaction with Qui-Gon or or, um, Obi-Wan?
0: I don't think so. Not in this series.
1: I mean, like I, I would love to see her interact with Obi Wan, just because they have so much history.
0: If I'm gonna see her interact with a Force ghost, that's not the one I want to see her interact with.
1: You want to see her interact with Anakin?
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Whose voice we have heard in the trailers?
1: Yeah, that's true. We would, that would, that I would, that I would watch.
0: So, whether we see him or she's just remembering what he said. Um, mm-hmm you know, in that moment. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, the, the fact that they did that at all.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think, I think that if we're going to see a force ghost, I I think it's Anakin. I think Mm -hmm. that's the one that makes the most sense here. Like obviously Qui-Gon would be, Qui-Gon doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Honestly, I think the two that make the most Obi-Wan would be cool. Yeah. Um, because of hers and Obi Wan's relationship,
1: I kind but of like I, to see her and Obi Wan and Anakin just all hash it out. <laughs> I feel like they have a lot of baggage. So the to- two that
0: the two that I think are most likely to occur if we were to get a Force ghost, I would almost bet on Anakin and Ar Yoda.
1: Mm.
0: She's seen Yoda before.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Um. And we still don't know. I mean, Ahsoka's got a—you know—we we've gotten indications that her destiny is one of, of real importance. Uh, the 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 mori that follows her around. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So real quick, uh, let's see. We'll run through the sort of the the kind of the the religious stuff. Um. So part of what we've done to do, we kicked off episode two with the title Toil and Trouble. Right. Which is Shakespeare. Double, double. And so we start off that. We have the three witches from Mm -hmm. that. Well, those three witches are really based on the witches from Greek mythology. Yes. The Fates. Right. Or the Mori. Mm -hmm. Um there's only one letter difference in between Morai and then the Morai that follows mm-hmm. um, Ahsoka around. So I, I think that we're tying some things. I think that's, I think it's intentional. I think we're tying things together. Um, so the the Morai or the Fates in... A, I'm sorry, I got, to, I got to read in the chat. Um, <laughs> so, the mori in Greek mythology are the literal personification of destiny, mm-hmm. which is something we've already talked about. It's something that's really, really. <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry, the bot got you there, uh, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole. Um, oh, no, did you send too many hearts? Drat you in those dead gum colored hearts
0: Uh, so the literal personification of destiny it's not just that they're the personification of destiny that their their job these three witches in in greek mythology their literal job is to make sure that everyone follows their destiny right to keep them from straying away from it right Keep them keep them on the path. The Which preordained. Is why I think it's really interesting that this morai mm-hmm. follows
1: Ahsoka. Yeah. It and might there not are be three witch- witches in that temple when she at the very beginning. It's not just statues. there. Like
0: so there, so witches, partially because of the fates, mm-hmm. are traditionally always shown in groups of three. Yeah. So, you know, three there. The Zepho temple from um Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. They appear in groups of three in there in the murals.
1: The Zephyr. The
0: Zephyr. Okay. Um, the force gods. Mm -hmm. Here in a group of three. Yeah. Um, so we're 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 doing, we're really leaning hard into this this number three. I
1: mean, and not to mention like in real world religions, you know, I mean, you've got your your Christian Trinity, you've got your lots of traditional pagan, you know, goddess, you know, Maiden Mother Crone kind of groupings. Um, so it's a really, really familiar religious iconography. You know, the groups of three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're, we're definitely doing, doing a lot with, with the three there. And then, you know, speaking, when we talk about Destiny, we actually had an episode of Clone Wars called Destiny. Mm-hmm. Which is the one where Yoda uh, goes to a world that's there's like these. I don't remember what they called them. They're not witches, but there's five, not three. But there was always the idea oh, that they yeah. were. There was always the idea that they were the Fates. Yeah, with
1: and, the one of them with the, the, the masks. Well, they have the masks,
0: and when mm-hmm. Yoda asks to remove the mask or, or removes the mask from one at the end, it disappears because they don't have bodies they just exist Mm -hmm. within the force yeah Um, that that planet that he went to was like a wellspring of the force where you know a source of midichlorians so something like that it was very weird yeah but it's just you know we're still like the the intention of those characters that they were kind of the
1: fates right even though they they were five right um oh, the wills of the force (laughs) yeah so there's a
0: lot um, going on, just religiously.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely.
0: With so I, I don't even know. I mean, we have thrown out the. What do you think about the portal? Or it's not a portal. This we get this map. We go to this um, temple. And we're going to get into in a second about who built that temple. Um, and I don't think I'm going to make it through all my notes. So we may have to do a spillover episode at some point. But the. The the little they put the map, orb, yeah. The orb on, on this pillar. Those orbs look a lot like the pillars from Jedi Fallen Order as well. They're just they're, really, big, they're way bigger. Yeah. But um so that that's gonna lead into who I think is at the other end. It
1: looks a lot like the the like the map looks a lot like pictures I saw from the old republic games too. The Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. So you know a lot less rendered, obviously, in the right, right. and 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 Faloni likes some Kotor, mm-hmm. um, so
0: he he's he does bring stuff in from there, which is why I think that um, the strong possibility, you know, we're going to talk about the the the, the Rakatan and the um, and the ZephO mm-hmm. and to, to who it might be, or it could be a combination of, of those or or something. We're going to find
1: out, but or I mean, even a temple that was built by one group and utilized by others. There's lots of examples of. Yeah, you know, kind of holy sites being repurposed. Yeah,
0: so kind of as we kind of move away from the religious, or before we do, um, I, I'm glad that they're kind of expanding into non-force. Uh, Felloni really built, just like he did with uh, the Mandalorians, he built most of the lore for the Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they obviously go all the way back to the novels. I think we pick up maybe the um, courtship of Princess Leia, maybe. Okay. Maybe if I'm not, I think that's who winds up kind of being the night sister. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a little old. I, I hadn't read that in 30 years. A minute. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's been 30, but over 20. Um,
1: I mean, probably closer to
0: 30. Who's <laughs> counting? So when, when they're opening this up and she says that Thrawn is calling to me across time and space. hmm um, someone pointed out that that's an interesting inversion. We don't normally say time and space. We normally say space and time.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's true.
0: And so what do we think? I mean, the the thing that lines up with that column before it shows the way to this other galaxy mm-hmm. has a wheel with um, the pergola on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rather than, you know, like the one f- into with the the, the world between worlds. With right. the wolves on it. So, you know, is it... Filoni had talked about not necessarily wanting to continue opening that door. It's why he destroyed it. Right. So, I don't know that a lot of... There's a lot of speculation about the world between worlds here. And I'm not sure if that's where we're going. Or if it's literally just his way of showing like a doorway.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. I mean... One of the kids is like, it looks like a Stargate. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so, I mean, is there any reason that it can't be some kind of wormhole?
0: No, it could be. And we actually, and I don't have the name of the race. I couldn't find it. I couldn't remember it, and I couldn't find it. Um, another race from the books or the comics that was tied to the Night Sisters. They lived on mm-hmm. Dathomir. Mm hmm. And they basically built these gateways to other worlds. Okay. Stargates. Yeah. yeah. So it may very well be that that's the detail we're going with because they those, those
1: people were also from Dathomir. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that really does work um, as a completely different other than hyperspace, um, you know, kind of option. It's...
0: Right. But, I mean, we have Morgan Elsbeth who understands the magic of right. the night sisters preparing to use hyperspace to get there. Right. I mean they've built a massive that's hyperspace true. ring. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not maybe they take the ship there and maybe Ahsoka gets there by being able to understand the doorway. I don't Yeah. I don't really know. Um but I, it's interesting there's a lot of really cool symbolism there. Mm-hmm. The last bit of symbolism I want to talk about real quick is the final map and this is going to lead us into talking about who built this second temple. The first temple was Night Sisters. That's very mm-hmm. old, probably yeah. a thousand of at least a thousand years mm-hmm. prior to where we're at. Right. But it was a night sister temple. The second one, we don't know who built it. Um, the night sisters have an understanding of who it was, but we right. don't. Right. So we get a map for our final. Credits, our our credit roll. Yeah. They did not do it in um, Arabesh. So the the lettering on the map is not in Mm Arabesh. Which makes it a little bit harder to decipher. Because if they'd done it in Arabesh, we'd have already deciphered what all of it meant. Or all the, the planets were. But it is sort of remarkably similar to uh the language of the sith hmm the uh, urkatat okay um which is a runic language that we don't really have a great translation for right um but it's it's very similar to the sith language
1: yeah okay that's interesting so
0: kind of as we get into who it was so um i'll run through these um the first one that that comes up if you're a uh expanded universe fan is going to be the Yuzong Bong. That is this race that came from another galaxy. They were extra gal- uh galactical, they traveled from galaxy to galaxy, basically just wiping out the populations. Um they are they don't exist within the force. Mm-hmm. Like they can still be attacked with the force and all that, but they don't exist. They, they, they have no presence. So the Jedi can't sense them mm-hmm. through the force. I don't believe we're going back to the Yuzong Vong.
1: Um, there they were, were some, very well received worthy. Well,
0: it's it's kind of 50-50, I'd say. There were some good books in that era, but I feel like maybe that was an era where the um, where the novel started to fall off a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Was
0: around that era. All the best novels preceded that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, uh, thanks for thanks for hopping in and uh, checking it out. But um, so that's the first one. I don't mm-hmm. think it's them, um, but we do know that they're extragalactical travelers. In fact, they're one of the only ones on the list that we know a whole lot about them traveling between galaxies. Okay. Uh, the next one is the uh, Rakatan who were from the uh, dark. uh, Oh, what were they originally from? They might've originally been from the uh, Knights of the Old Republic games. Okay. They were name dropped in Andor.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So now they're from the unknown regions, which kind of, opens this door of what are the unknown regions right
1: i mean the chips are in the unknown regions
0: right right but we haven't really defined it like Mm -hmm. are they on the in i've always assumed they're the unknown regions of this galaxy right are they that or are they the space between galaxies
1: i mean i always assumed it was like you know the europeans referred to the americas as the new world it was like out there yeah, yeah. See,
0: I, and that's where I'm at. I, I'm. I, I think that it's the outer reaches of mm-hmm. the known Star Wars galaxy, simply because the distance of traveling between galaxies is immense. Yeah, and we see what special preparations Morgan Elsbeth is making to
1: make that journey. We haven't seen anybody else do anything close to that. The only thing we 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 know is that we have seen in canon traveling between galaxies is the Purgle, right?
0: Yeah, and we haven't really followed them on the journey. We just, we
1: that's know that's what, what we, they do. We think. Yeah. We assume. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so I'm going to keep running through them yeah, because we're going to run out of time here. The next one is the Grisk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Grisk. I don't know if the Grisk were introduced prior to somebody in the chat might. I've quit reading the books. I can't. I just can't do it anymore. Um, now the Thrawn books I'm reading. Yeah. It, it, if Timothy Zahn writes a Star Wars book, I'm going to read it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I've quit reading all the other books. I don't really know.
1: Are the Grisk kind of the anti-chiss?
0: Yeah. That that's the the enemy of the chiss in their own home galaxy. Okay. So the idea is that Thrawn maybe part of the reason that he came and joined the empire was to try to find a way and maybe even allies in, in fighting the, uh yeah. Yeah. Michelle, there's a handful of, of writers that if they wrote a star Wars book, I would buy it immediately.
1: Yeah. It's a lot to keep up with. Well, It's, it's...
0: not just a lot to keep up with. They've gotten so bad.
1: Yeah. I have and enjoyed just, some of them, and, but not, and not
0: only have they gotten bad, like, I started reading Star Wars books in in 91 when the first Star Wars book came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody ever had to check to see what I... Because so I was 11. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever had to stop to check to make sure what I was reading was okay because it was Star Wars. Right. But we're in a situation now with some of these books and the people that are writing them. Um, you know, glorified fan fiction writers who... I have to read the books to make sure they're okay for my kids to read. And I'm just not into that. Yeah. Um, like I'm not going to read them. I'm not enjoying them. If I, As long as I was enjoying them, I didn't mind doing that. But the books just aren't good. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to, I'm out of shelf space.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And. Um, we don't have room for more shelves. If they were good, I would make room. Even if I had to put them in boxes. But. I, I don't I put bookshelves on the ceiling. That would be cool. If we had like anti-grav yeah. bookshelves, <laughs> that's how I'm going to make my, make my million dollars is anti-grav yeah. bookshelves.
1: The homeschooling moms everywhere. You'll be their new hero. <laughs>
0: um. So the grisk. this is a big one. So the, the, these next two are the big ones that I'm going to uh, push as probably the most likely candidates are the Zepho. Yeah, which we see appear in um Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. There, they fit the bill, they're ancient, they fell to the dark side. Mm-hmm. At some point, most of them died off, and the survivors left for some unknown. Um, yeah, that they called it the great unknown, that they left for the great unknown. So, we don't know where they went, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that the Zephyr were a really, really strong candidate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we see some things that look like force magic, which is M A J I C K is Force Magic. It's it's the dark, it's a dark side magic, it's mm-hmm. a more ancient primal use. So we see a little of that in Jedi Fallen Order. We're seeing that with the Night Sisters. So we're kind of looking for someone that's kind of like a not they're not a, de- it's not that the Night Sisters are descended from them, but maybe ideologically,
1: yeah, that makes sense.
0: And then the other one that's a big option here, and I already mentioned them because of some of the lettering on the maps, is the Sith. And it could be that the Sith, the Zepho, uh, the Rakatan, and some of these are more closely tied together as, yeah, primal, primitive dark side users than we know, yeah. Um let's see. DJ said only place we see night sisters too. Um Yeah, when I say Sith, I'm talking the race, not just not the religious order, but rather the ancient Sith who we don't really know if they even exist anymore. The only catch is, is that in what we know so far about the Sith that they're from the known galaxy.
1: Okay. Is that been established in current canon, or is that just? Couldn't from- tell
0: you. I, there, there's a lot of blurred lines for me between yeah. what's canon and what's not because I read basically everything expanded universe and, right. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of areas where like I have to go look to see which version is mm-hmm. is actually canon. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that they couldn't have left for another galaxy. Yeah. Um, the other option is just something totally new.
1: Which is always interesting. It's interesting. But I mean, I'm, although we have a lot of options. I don't like, do we really need something totally new? This would be a tie into the Dawn of the Jedi movie.
0: Yeah, actually I do. I think that there's a really, really strong chance that Filoni has been tasked with building.
1: A backstory. A
0: backstory for what we're about to do. Um, and I honestly, I don't trust anybody else mm-hmm. as much as I trust Filoni to do that. Um, If anything, he's really, really good at building foundations. Uh, As I've said many, many times, he's very Mm Tolkien-esque in his world building, and so I'm really, really hoping that he's going to give us something. I don't think it's going to be directly Mm -hmm. tied in, but I think there's it's going to be related.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What does God need with a starship? <laughs> yeah I mean my, yeah. question, my question stands
0: <laughs> so we're going to need to wrap up here pretty quick so I mean, is there anything else we'll just kind of skip the notes for a minute what else jumps out to you about the story what did you enjoy um, there are a lot of story points we didn't mm-hmm. really get into a lot of the story points um, I love the way they reintroduced Sabine Um, Yeah. I even like the rock music that Connor helped uh, do. I loved opening with a crawl. I know people were iffy on the crawl because it's not the traditional crawl. It's not angled away. It's not not flying away into space. It's scrolling up and it's red. Um, The thing about the red is that it's written just like a Star Wars crawl. I kind of wish it had been flying off at an angle into space. Yeah. But... I think the red was meant to... So all of the titles for the final season of Clone Wars yeah. were with that red. That color That's red. Interesting. So I think that that was meant to be our connection there. Yeah. Why they chose to have it scroll up instead of away. Right. Uh, Kevin Conner's music is fantastic. Kevin Connor should be scoring almost every Star Wars project. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you want to do something real different like they did with The Mandalorian, you might need somebody else. But if you want a true star wars sound Mm -hmm. kevin connor's your man he's creating all this really beautiful new music but he Mm kind of weaves
1: it feels like star wars
0: it feels like star wars but if you really listen you kind of hear little bits of Mm
1: -hmm. established themes established things he kind of pulls like smaller like motifs from established themes and kind of makes
0: them um, or even pulls them and changes them a little bit. Yes, when we first meet Balin, Balin's scene where he's going through and basically having his Vader hallway scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that music's really cool, but did something that Luke that uh John Williams doesn't do and use some really heavy piano notes, yeah um and it so it's it's kind of the Imperial march, but it's not, yeah. yeah but it kind of becomes its own brand new thing. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the way they're using uh, Hu Yang and Hera Mm -hmm. to kind of push um, Ahsoka and Sabine to do the right thing.
1: Right. They kind of turned it into Jiminy Cricket collectively there. Yeah. Uh,
0: We got E-Wing Fighters, Mm -hmm. which are... From the Dark Empire comic books, we hadn't seen E-Wing fighters in years and years. Um, I loved that little detail. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll see more E-Wings. And I love that the pilots on Lothal are continuing to use the call sign specter. Yeah, that's great. Um, That's a really nice Mm -hmm. uh, introduction there. I was glad to go back to Corellia. Corellia is a huge place Mm -hmm. in the Star Wars universe for story points. Yep. But we, we never go there. We went there in Solo, but yeah. we've that's the only time we've ever really gone there. It's been a huge one in the literature. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Andrew, when do you think Thrawn will show up? I think Thrawn's going to show up right at the end, maybe the last couple episodes. I don't think Thrawn's going to play an enormous role in this. I think Balin and um, Shin and our, uh, our kind of unknown... Mm-hmm. That's
1: probably true. Um I did want to see him, though.
0: Oh, what's the other guy's name? Merrick? Mm-hmm. I, I think those are going to be our primary villains, uh, Morgan mm-hmm. Elsbeth. I think yeah. they're our villains for this show. I think yeah. Thrawn is, kind of think of Thrawn as as Thanos right now. He's kind of just looming large in the background. You know he's out there. Yeah. But he's not your problem yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get plenty of Thrawn eventually, but we I really are. Do well, I like think Thrawn. that we're
0: set. Again, we're setting up the movie, and mm-hmm. Thrawn will be the big bad mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. So I don't think we need him to be the big bad here. I yeah. think we need to like give him a chance to see why he's going to be the big bad later.
1: Which is fine, but again, I like him. <laughs> he's no, a great no. Villain. The sooner we see, I mean, I can't
0: wait. <laughs> yeah. You know. Thrawn is, is one of the, you know, is a, is a fantastic character. I definitely mm-hmm. want to see more. Um, let's see. Just scroll down real quick because I know we got to wrap up because uh, DJ DJ is going on. <laughs> the message from Ezra. Well, we've talked about the message from Ezra, right? Yes. Um, cool new planets, Arcana and Citos. Uh It was cool seeing the uh, Ada-class shuttles, the yeah. the Jedi Ambassador shuttles. Yeah. That was a cool callback. Um Lothcat or Grogu. Marisha, which one you choosing?
1: Oh, Grogu. I mean, like, <laughs> I still say kids-
0: Grogu, but I will say
1: I absolutely because
0: we've seen we did see a Lothcat in one of the other live action shows, maybe Mandalorian, and it was all CGI,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is fine. I mean, sometimes you gotta do that stuff like that. This look, I mean. I guess in some ways the CGI one might have looked almost like something more real. But this one has that really cool Star Wars y like, is it CGI? It's like half CGI and half puppet.
1: Mm. I kind of wondered if it was a real cat that they had just CGI'd up. Moved like a cat. I
0: don't know. I can't wait to see it, but I'm yeah. I'm betting it was built similar to the way Grogu was
1: built. Yeah. It
0: just bless. It doesn't have to be as complicated.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but there was a mix of CGI with it, so I can't wait to see how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, the pathway to Paradia. Paridia? Paradia, right? Did
1: they say Paradia?
0: I Paridia. think so. I'll the correct it next week if I was wrong. But
1: I'm I will sure make sure he, to.
0: I'm pretty sure it's the pathway to parody, uh, it's which, fair. you know, Bay, uh, Balin just kind of like, it's a, it's a myth. It's an old right. wives tale. It's a, it's a kid's story. It's
1: like, um, you know, fair fae, you know, in the old, the old stories of, you know, yeah. the fairies are going to steal your baby and you'll get lost in fairy land, you know, like,
0: uh, just cool, like nostalgia things, seeing home one, Was very, very cool. We have, I don't know that we've seen Home 1 since Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever saw Home 1 in any of the animated stuff. Yeah. Plus seeing it in live action. It's just so much cooler. I love the animated stuff, but I'm still, Mm -hmm. still going to prefer live action. Most of the time. I mean, obviously some of our live action hasn't been better than Clone Wars or Rebels, but. um, I want to know, has something happened to the ghost? Hmm. Because we've only seen uh, Hera flying the Phantom.
1: Yeah, it does beg the question.
0: We also, do you think we will see Hera's son?
1: I actually was a little surprised that we have not seen him yet. I'm
0: not sure how many episodes Hera's actually
1: in, to Mm -hmm. be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, We might actually already be done with Hera.
1: Yeah. I think we see him before the show's over because I think Sabine wants to see him. Oh, y'all, that was not what I thought I was about to drink.
0: <laughs> I forgot that that was carbonated. I thought it was just water.
1: That's epic. That's excellent.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Nick, Ryder was a, a really, really nice touch there. Um, But I think, I think that's kind of the end of my notes. So mm-hmm. do you have anything else? No, I mean... I mean, there it's... were lots of story points. Obviously, like I said at the beginning... It's hard to cover two episodes in an hour. Yeah. And so we kind of did our best, but I don't want to, uh... <laughs> yes, the, uh, carbonated water definitely got me.
1: Yeah. The good old thought it was water and its sprite. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted this show to be good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like it the first time I saw it. And, um, um, one of the kids was asking me about how I felt about it, the older one who started to get perceptive on me, y'all. Um, she was like, Mom, it was just beautiful. I just it was just so gorgeous. Yeah. It's like
0: it's really fun cool for wrong. them too. And we kind of talked mm-hmm. about it before. Like, I mean, we all watched Rebels, but we watched Rebels as adults. Right. But she I mean, she's 13. Mm-hmm. She literally grew up watching Rebels with Rebels. Like yeah. And so, for her, seeing something mm-hmm. come to life that yep. she grew up watching as a cartoon is is a whole different, yep, whole different thing. For sure.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, and Andrew was real excited about those Carillion shipyards.
0: Oh, I couldn't have been more excited. I was so excited to see the Carillion shipyards. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know: Has anybody? I don't know if anybody in the chat is aware. So, Harris ship, which is really cool, we've seen very little of it. It's mm-hmm. a T six shuttle. It's called One Nine Seven Four. Okay. So I'm assuming it's not a reference to 1974, okay. but I don't know what the I don't and know what the reference
1: explanation is. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe we'll just get in a book somewhere. who knows at this
0: point but uh super excited about it really enjoyed the show this felt and i will say this and and i actually daniel was like i said i spoke to daniel yesterday who i'm still trying to talk into coming back to the show if he can find time. but uh he actually said this ahead of me but i fully agree with it two episodes in if you take the first two episodes of any other series including the mandalorian this is the best first two episodes of any star Wars series.
1: That's reasonable. Like, yeah, the first, the best, like, there's no topping that little baby.
0: I wondered. If, I kind of wondered if that might be it.
1: Oh, funny. Okay. That works. Um, like there's, there's no, there's no, the hands, a little hand coming up at the end of the first episode of the Mandalorian. Like that's really hard to top.
0: But Well, that wasn't at the end of the first episode, though, was
1: it? Wasn't it?
0: When he finds Grogu? Yeah. Maybe it was.
1: It's been a minute. But, yeah, it's, it, it's really, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I haven't happy. been happy so, with everything I've seen Star Wars put on TV in the yeah, past I few mean, years.
0: So, if we take Kenobi and book of Boba Fett, and uh-huh. we know that they had cool, big Star Wars moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are high moments in those shows. Yeah. But overall, they're real mediocre.
1: Yeah. And some of it's just bad. And man, I just wanted Kenobi to be the best thing. I'm still miffed about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mandalorian, I love Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian season one and two is still, I mean, at this point, I'm not going to judge this whole series till I see it. Mm-hmm. At this point, The first two seasons of Mandalorian are my favorite star Wars TV. I Mm -hmm. love Mandalorian season three, but I honestly still think they should have just called it, given it a different name Mm -hmm. because it really was a different show. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the disappointment people had is, is this is not the same show, right? But it's got the same name. So a lot of what happens in Mandalorian season three is fine. Story-wise, it's just, it was different. Different.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but I'm I'm excited about it. I'm optimistic. I'm I'm waiting for next week.
0: I feel like this show combines more of the elements that comprise the original Star Wars
1: mm-hmm.
0: than anything that's been done since Disney bought it.
1: Yeah, that's that's reasonable. Like
0: like Rogue One's an amazing movie. It's in my top, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 my fourth favorite movie. It might be my third on on any given day. Um, I love Rogue One, but it hones in on a really specific uh note of part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It's just yeah. a war movie. Yeah. The Mandalorian, it's it's a Western mm-hmm. that they kind of slowly expanded to include more Star Warsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, but this one it just it encompasses so many of the elements mm-hmm. that make Star
1: Wars Star Wars, yeah. I agree. and no, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah.
0: And I think, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, saying, you know, not that much happened, but I think a lot of people forget they had to they had to introduce these characters mm-hmm. to a new audience.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because
0: it's despite the fact that Clone Wars and Rebels were wildly popular shows, the percentage of people who actually watched them yeah. is still pretty low.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So I feel like they did a good job of of kind of hitting a a button, it's a new starting point for mm-hmm. these characters. This isn't, a, it's not, it's a continuation of their stories, but it's, it's not directly a continuation of Rebels. We're right. picking up at a new point on a new adventure. Yep. So Which, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yep. Thanks. I just can't believe we're already a quarter of the way through it.
1: I know. Alas.
0: All right, guys, well, we're going to we're going to get out of here and we're going to go eat dinner before we have to record an episode later. Uh, So DJ has if he hasn't gone live yet, he's about to uh, over on his channel. And so so definitely if you're if you got time, go check that
1: out. Yes, absolutely. It'll it'll, uh, also talking to Soka, right? I believe so. I think he's got a little bit of a different take than us. I think so. So
0: but I like DJ's takes.
1: Yeah. So no, DJ, it's, it's DJ it's will have a different
0: hear, take, but he's still, he'll still be fair.
1: Yeah. It's always interesting to hear different takes. Though. No,
0: I mean, we, we like different takes. We have people with different takes on our show all the time.
1: It's true. Keeps keeps things interesting. All right. Well, um, thank you, yeah. everybody, so much for coming. Yeah, great, a great, great
0: chat. Uh, lots of people in the chat that we haven't seen in here before. So thank you all for stopping by. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Marisha doesn't want me to have any fun. She's just <laughs> sitting here shaking her head at me. So uh, y'all have a good night, and may the Force be with you.
1: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red5.